Okay, hello. Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Show. It's Sunday. I am Jason Napolitano, and live and direct from California, Mr. Chris Sheridan. How you doing today? Everything good? I'm live. You're alive and direct, I, right? I guess now I have to be direct. I was going to be <laughs> indirect. Direct. And, and vague, <laughs> can, but I guess, you can, wow. be, you can be live and evasive if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, it's up go. to you, man. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Either way, well, which is interesting. Because our topic today is communication, in particular, spiritual communication and conversation. So it's kind of a broad topic, but we'll introduce it and then we'll go down, uh, we'll go down a path. And I think you'll see where we're headed with it uh, as we go. And I think it's going to be one that uh, will be helpful for you, especially in today's, uh, in today's world, in today's climate that we're living in. Uh, climate being in the cultural and sort of uh, you know, spiritual climate I'm talking about, not the climate climate. The Earth's climate. Uh, this is, as I said, the Cosmic Eye Show. Thank you for joining us each week. We're here on Sundays and then also on Friday. We do our Emmett Fox Friday show, so tune back in and check those out if you haven't heard those yet. Um, my book is If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. Chris's book is The Spirit in the Sky, and both of those are available on Amazon. Uh, and you can find out more about us at CosmicEye.org. Uh, and if you would like to make a donation, anchor.fm slash cosmic eye is the place to do that i uh, hope everyone is well uh, we are kind of heading into fall it's still hot here i think it's still hot there right? you got the fires still going and everything so you know we hope everyone out there is safe uh, in california and elsewhere i know oregon and washington are having fires as well and i think even was it into I idaho and stuff as well it's like a lot of the west coast right yeah, most it seems like most of the West Coast is either crazy you know, flames or smoke or both. All right, crazy stuff. So we will get that sorted out and uh, keep moving forward. So as we said today, our topic is going to be spiritual communication, and I'm going to kind of frame that, and then we'll get into our talk. So we live in a world. Obviously, where communication is of paramount importance to most people, um, we are connected all the time by all types of devices, and we don't need to go into all of the you know overload of information that we are uh, experiencing most of the time. Uh, but you know, this is really a form of the world's communication. Let's call it. You know, and I, we're going to look at the form kind of we're going to look at how how that plays out in terms of um, your spiritual life, your inner life, um, you know, connecting on a deeper level and so forth as a sort of um, antithesis to that. Because I think if you think about it, I mean, most of the time that information that um, that we're dealing with is coming at us. It's coming at us. I, was, I heard my, 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 my step-grandfather used to have this saying. He would say, I'm, I, want to, I want to talk at you. Come over here. I want to talk at you. <laughs> and uh, I always thought that was kind of funny because uh, it really does imply a lot. But you think about the media and social media and, and all these different messages, advertising, and all the stuff we hear and, you know, seeing road signs and, or, you know, the uh, billboards and all this stuff, right? It's it's talking at you, you know. Wasn't that isn't that isn't that a line in uh, isn't that isn't that a song um, uh, for uh, uh, Midnight Cowboy? Everybody's no, it's everybody's talking at me, isn't it? Something like that. 
something yeah Some, not, something along those lines but it's it's that same kind of idea it's like things are talking at you things are talking at you so the opposite or i should say the deeper level not really the opposite but the deeper level of that is what we might term a, a spiritual communication and uh krishnamurti had some interesting stuff to say about that didn't he well, he did, and he was very popular with his talks at universities, and there's quite a number recorded, uh, and he did a lot of his work in Ojai, California, here. He was actually part of the Theosophical uh, Movement and Society in the early uh, 1900s from India, uh, went off on his own in 1929 and never looked back, a very humble uh, teacher. He didn't like to be called a teacher. He said at most, or even a guru or a teacher, he said at most I will be the speaker because I am speaking. And when he spoke, he caged it or he presented it. And he would repeat this several times. That we, tonight we are talking over together the subject of revolution or whatever the topic is, but that we are talking over together. It's like we're, we're mulling this over or we're, you know, the, the, the weird over uh, is kind of an interesting choice, but we're doing this together, even though, yeah, maybe it was just him speaking and I know he did Q and A's and, um, and he would speak, you know, to different um, points of view, even if it was just him sometimes speaking, but it was this togetherness in the conversation was mm. paramount. It was very important. Um, we are talking over together. Even if we have different opinions, we're, the togetherness is us sharing our opinions. And that's ultimately more essential or important than which point of view <laughs> you know, you're trying to defend or present. Yeah. You know, so well, I, I think all, that's interesting. It's, a, it's an interesting it way of looking at things. Oh, it's a really interesting way of looking at things. I would say a really useful way of looking at things too, in terms of going deeper into into the levels of uh, communication beyond this surfacey level. Because I think what what the media generally tries to focus on is two opposing viewpoints, two talking heads uh, arguing with each other with sound bites you know, in a small amount of time with, you know, trying to make the most incendiary comments possible uh, to create conflict, you know, between the two and so on. It really is just this kind of, it's not really a debate. It's not really a dialogue. It's not really any kind of a conversational methodology. It's really just two talking heads talking at you, even though they pretend they're talking with each other, they're just spewing points of view. And that's easy to see. You see that in the media. But I mean, how many times do we do that in our own lives during during the day? You know what I mean? And that's one of these things where you're caught in this sort of dichotomy uh, where you're you're not really trying to communicate. You're not going to a level of, of communication or talking together or a spiritual level of communication. You're talking at someone or you're trying to prove a point or you're trying to argue something and you know you may genuinely have a, a constructive point of view that may be more more constructive and more useful than the other person's let's say that's quite possible but you are certainly not ever going to uh to 
convince that person by just, you know, arguing them into it. And this is where we almost have to like, it's almost like, you know, going down into a, a, to- a together type conversation is like entering the water together of the, the pool. You know, you're both in it. You both kind of, you know, make the decision to kind of go down into the water and we're going to wade around in this thing and we're going to work at it together. You know, the other, you know, the kind of, you know, I almost think like in the other analogy would be yelling at each other from across the pool, you know, would be the, you know what I mean? Whereas like we can only meet face to face if we kind of get down in the water and, you know, getting down into the water kind of refers to the idea of sort of getting into that space, that sense of togetherness that, um, you know, that spiritual connection, (laughs) that's it. I mean, yeah. We're all on this planet together and we all are of this one source. You know, we just forget that sometimes. And that's why, you know, I think it's important to remind ourselves that. And that's kind of one way that, you know, if you find yourself, as as we all do, you know, in this mindset of like argumentation and, you know, this kind of surfacy nature where you feel like your conversations aren't really going anywhere and you feel like you're arguing with people and battling all the time. You know, if you focus more on the commonality and you remember that, you know, oftentimes people want the same things. They just go about getting them in different ways. Uh, so if you can focus on the commonalities, you know, and the, and the, you know, the main commonality, well, first of all, you know, if you're talking to people, is, you know, we're all human beings I and mean, we all share that from the, from the get from the get go. Right. You want to go deeper than that and really in a more spiritual content, then you say, okay, well, look, you know, we're all from one source ultimately, and we're all going back to the same source ultimately. It's just on this planet at this time right now, we all feel like these little individual, you know, skin sacks running around that think they're individuals um, would really, you know, behind it all is the same one force of energy animating the whole, you know, manifest universe do you know what i mean but it's it's so easy to feel that you know you're 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 this uh, this individual that has no connection to these other people uh so i think that's go ahead you know that just shows this separation Separation. not just from from each other but you're really then you're if you're separated from each other you're separated from source yeah yeah exactly. even though technically you're not <laughs> in reality well, you're not. You're capital just, R, yeah. you're not but you've convinced yourself you're convinced. you're a separate person i have my separate opinion this other person has their separate opinion one will rule over the other one is right one is wrong one will reign victorious the other one will be defeated mm-hmm. um and if that doesn't work then just attack the other person if you can't yeah <laughs> beat their position yeah, exactly. Um, then resort to that because that's not me. That's not my belief. That's not my thing. It's all this otherizing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. separating, and there's nothing redeeming I could see or say or believe about this person. They're entirely evil. And, you know, it, it's then you are too <laughs> because sure. that's, you know, because we all are one. And having that perspective, even just silently, quietly, that acceptance that, wow, you know, we're going to discuss this and we're going to have different opinions and the fur will fly. Um, And at the same time, I am respecting everybody's opinion. They can't be wrong according to their opinion. And 
I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to really, you know, find a person likable, but I respect as I am, should, you know, perhaps be respected that I have an opinion to express um, and, and that somebody's passionate about something, even if they're wrong, or even if it doesn't sit with you, well, they've got that going for them. And that we're all part of this family together. We're all part of this conversation. Um, there can be no other, you know what I mean? Other mm -hmm. than, than mm -hmm. all of us, you know, or the oneness um, that connects it, uh, everyone together. Um, yet we, on the surface, we can still have uh, very distinct <laughs> Uh, and differing opinions and ideas and yeah. all kinds of things. But it's like the waves of the ocean. You know, each one looks completely different. Oh, my gosh, look at that one. Oh, that one's way different than that one before. Uh, but but they're all it's all the ocean just getting it's waved all the around. Yeah, it's exactly. The, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great analogy. It's all the ocean getting waved around. I love it. Uh, that's, that's a great way to put it. Um, you know, but that's that's the thing. And, you know, if you start from that premise that we're we're all the ocean and we're just all these little waves. And, you know, again, there's an individuality to those waves. It doesn't deny the individuality of those waves, but it just looks deeper and says, you know, beyond the diversity is a unity. You know, there's a there's a multi, there's a there's a there's a unity in the multiplicity uh, behind the multiplicity, let's say, you know, because the world obviously is incredibly diverse. Each individual is a unique creation unto, you know, his or herself. And, you know, every tree, every plant, every leaf, every snowflake, everything, you know. But at the same time, you know, behind it, there is this sort of there's a common source holding holding it all together and from 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 which it comes. So, you know, and I think once you kind of can get a, a sense of that. And, you know, you can get a sense of that by, by, you know, kind of cultivating that in your own life before, you know, you're trying to communicate with people, let's say, for example, or even, you know, while you're doing it, but, you know, while you're communicating with people, but, but one of the things you can do kind of in, you know, day to day life is, is take time for things like, you know, walks out in, in the woods and, you know, spending time kind of more, a little more solitary time, and maybe you go sit at the beach, you know, of course, meditation and contemplation and prayer. Uh, you might have a yoga practice where, you know, you're, you're doing, you're doing various asanas and so on. And you're, you know, you're kind of contemplating that, that oneness as you're doing it with intention and, um, and, you know, doing some sort of spiritual quote unquote exercises that help you to remember that you know, you're more apt to carry that point of view into, you know, possibly heated situations or, you know, whatever. And the thing is, is like oftentimes, you know, and again, you're going to have to, we, we, we live in a, you know, a material world and not everyone believes as we do and, you know, and so on. So you've got to oftentimes, you know, find, you're going to, you're going to find yourself in those situations where, where things might get, you know, where there may be conflict or they might get heated and so on. But if you prepare yourself and you don't allow yourself to be pulled into them, then you won't let the, your, your sort of emotions get, get, you know, your buttons get pushed. And then, you know, you are able, you're more able to communicate on a spiritual level with people that way. And hopefully over time, you know, you can influence silently and you know energetically psychically let's say that other person you're talking to and you can you know you can see that happen with certain individuals you know someone 
even just in a small ways, like where like people that are really good at customer service, very, you know, disarming sort of quality to them in that they, they just roll with all the punches and they just allow the person to kind of, um, you know, get all the, the anger and steam out. And then they, and then they're like, and then, and they don't themselves get pulled into it. And that kind of has a way of diffusing the situation. And then you can actually talk over what the real problem is and try to solve it. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of being quiet and letting a person vent and not rising up in anger to their level. And after a while, they realize they're acting like an idiot and they just stop. You know what I mean? You've seen that, right? Where, you know, somebody's sitting there screaming at a waitress. We've all been <laughs> on both sides of that, right? I mean, seriously. I have been the one venting that just needed yeah. to. And really, you know, you're talking about talking at yeah. somebody or getting talked at, you know, or this talking over together. Uh, one of the main differences uh, between the two is that real communication, spiritual or otherwise, but real, real decent communication involves active listening, not just listening for the person to stop talking to cue you into when it's time for you to start talking. Um, but actually listen to what they have to say. And I like you're saying, especially in crisis or meltdown modes, um, most of the time people, I would, you know, have to say most of the time, just want to be heard. Yeah, you exactly. Know, even if it is all in their head, even if it is all their fault, even if, you know, whatever, just the emotional experience or um, condition at the time Um Maybe it doesn't require fixing or convincing or uh, anything or a bunch of advice. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just needs a, mm, yeah, I'm nodding my head. That, wow, that must have felt really bad when that person did that. Uh, and then you can get to unpacking it and yeah, figuring yeah. out whose fault it was or, well, maybe you didn't, you left the door open and that's why the horse ran out, you know. Um, you know, but if, if they did leave the barn door open, and the horse ran out. Well, they're still upset about the horse being gone. And so yeah. address that first. Address that first, yeah. Don't fix or solve or convince or get your opinion, um, you know, expressed right away. Just, yeah. That's a great you know? point. So I, I love that point. So, I mean, the first thing we talked about was kind of seeing the oneness. Uh, and that, that second point you make, um, you know, it's almost like we could come up with a list of things as we're going along here. The second point then would be active listening. Active mm-hmm. listening is, is very important. And I think most of the time, I think you're very right. We're thinking of, we, we have an idea in our head of how we want to refute the argument or what we want to say. So we're barely listening. We're sitting there like, like with a dog, you know, with a bone in his mouth, the only thing he can think about is that bone. We're, we're acting the same way when we hang on to an idea, like we're like that dog with the bone. We're not really listening. You know, we look like we are. <laughs> we're just sitting there. We're not saying anything. But really, in our mind, we're just waiting to throw our two cents out there, you know, to throw our opinion out there. And so, you know, active listening is dynamic you in the back of your mind, you have some points you might want to make or bring up at a certain point. But if it's not appropriate and the conversation doesn't seem to be going in the right direction to do that or whatever, you know, you're dynamically kind of following what's going on and you're listening actively to the person um, with whom you're speaking, then it becomes um, a true dialogue. 
you know, and hopefully they're doing the same thing. But what happens usually in these types of conversations, especially if you have the patience and times in these and you want to, you know, and you create, you know, what was a normal conversation has the potential to become a spiritual conversation or a spiritual communication. If you take the initiative to actively listen, to ask a lot of questions, kind of mirror back certain things and clarify what the person's saying to make sure you really understand what they're saying, to have the patience and the kind of wherewithal and the idea also this underlying idea of unity and then have that idea of respect for the other person, even if you don't agree with their opinion per se, see where they're coming from. Why do they have that opinion? What is, you know, what are they trying to solve with this particular behavior, this particular line of argument? And that's the one thing I think that sometimes people forget, especially in political arguments, that they're oftentimes arguing for the same thing in different ways. And it sounds like they're opposed to each other. They're just using different language and different ways of getting to that same solution. So, for example, you know, a political argument, you know, the underlying thing might be, you know, I want to feel secure. So, you know, one person might be arguing for, you know, more military spending and more prisons and, you know, more money devoted to police departments and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. That's their idea of security. And then, you know, maybe a more liberal or progressive person's idea of security is more social programs and more education and, you know, less incarceration and maybe more, more uh, progressive drug laws. And they see that as being, you know, the solution to security. So, you know, if we can get at the heart of what people are arguing about sometimes, or, or if we can get at the heart of what the person we're talking to or communicating with is, is actually talking about, we may find that we have more things in common than we thought. We're just coming at the, the solution in different ways and they seem opposed to each other. Do, do you know what I mean? And I think that happens a, a lot. And, and then the, the real uh, issue never gets solved because people don't realize they're, they're trying to solve the same problems in different ways. But again, that, that's where that, you know, you've got to kind of get into that unity mentality in order to do that and think, you know, you've got to think the best of that person and think, give them the benefit of the doubt and think, you know, this person is doing the best they can with the information they have and they, they want positive things as well. And if you kind of go in with that, it may not be the case as time goes on, you may find that's not true, but at least go in with that intention in the beginning and you can create a space where, where a spiritual communication can unfold. Right. So creating, creating space is a big deal too, isn't it? Giving people space and creating almost like a, what do they call it? A temenos? You know, sacred space in in, in Greek. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, sacred space works for me. Uh, safe harbor. You know what I and mean. And I like how you said um, to like reiterate, uh, maybe what they said, mirror back, saying, "Yeah." Wow. I, so, are you saying that you're worried about you know your family having enough to eat, or you know, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or you're you're upset because this person you know, challenge your, your integrity and, um, and wow, that really must make you feel awful. What's, what do you think's behind that? You know, so you can ask questions, uh, but to mirror back, I'm hearing you say that you are, that, that I, it's my tone of voice that's upsetting you mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. more than the content. Sometimes, 
you know, it can be just that. It's almost like the way you present something. The way, yeah. Um, can, you know, on one hand, <laughs> if you do it in a maybe aggressive way, the person will close off, uh, resist, uh, defy, not even hear what you're saying because, you know, the tone. And the other one might be more welcoming and safe. And it might be more you know, agreeable with, with what you're saying. Yeah, um, yeah. Just because, not because of what you're saying, but because the way you're presenting it. So I think that's part of the spiritual, um, you know, we're talking about, you know, listening. Uh, and I like giving this space uh, with, you know, asking questions. And that lets them know that you're listening. If you say something back that they said, or let me get this straight. You, so you said she did this on Tuesday and you didn't find out until Thursday or something. Even if it's like a detail, then they mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. you're engaged. Yeah, yeah. Because you wouldn't ask a question. You wouldn't be able to ask a question like that had you not heard well, exactly. and listened to what they were saying. And and yes, the asking the question instead of giving an opinion, or don't you, and a question is not, don't you think you should, that's not a question. That's saying you should and, and putting some words in front of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, what do you think our... you should do? Yeah. Do you think you should, and then maybe put in your, do you think you should call them back or do you just, you want to let mm -hmm. it go, mm -hmm. um, you know, or whatever it is. And you're sure. right, you know, by doing that, because what we're doing is peeling back layers. Yeah. The surface layer meets surface layer. Uh, like they say, it's not the caboose that hits you. You know, these come at the very end of a long, you know, internal belief system, mm -hmm. a lifetime of experience, all that goes into who this person is and all that goes into who the other person is when it gets to this level of expression, you know, that's the very pointy end, <laughs> as they say, of a long spear and a lot, you know, went into it. So you have to pull it back. You have to get back uh, towards where the front of this thing is. And I think there's, as you do that, peeling back these layers of meaning, uh, then it's not so specific on what this exact detail is it gets more to generally or the essence you're really boiling it that's alchemical you're boiling it down to the essence what's really behind it is mm -hmm. it fear is a bully oh he's just a bully he's an asshole um probably got bullied at home he's just a bully he's always going to be a bully um he's going to be a bully in the boardroom and, and on this playground um, but maybe if you see if that person is being afraid and mm -hmm. bullying is a technique uh, this person is using to uh, get a handle on their fear. Yeah. Uh, it's a different way of looking, you know, at a bully. Sure, you know, exactly. But, but, but it could be any number of things, you know, that's going on with a person. People yeah. you know, they handle things differently and do different things to cope with different things. Uh, no matter what, even if you totally disagree with this person or don't like yeah, them, yeah. chances are there's something underneath it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's redeemable and you couldn't even, you might not get there. Uh, you know what I mean? You might have that yeah. opportunity to go back and forth and peel back these layers. But if you know, just in the back of your mind, if you know that, okay, this guy cut me off in traffic, he honked and flipped me off, you know, okay, that was, that's a jerk, it's an asshole. When you're done saying all that and saying, and underneath it all, maybe he's having a bad day or some other thing. I don't even know. I will never get to know. But I know there's more to this situation than just what I experienced on this surface level. There's something lurking underneath it. And, yeah. And yeah, exactly. That's their path, you know. That's a great point and um, a good way to look at it, you know, is kind of, and it may not necessarily, like, you know, change, change the, 
you know, that person's behavior or whatever, but right, like you said, but like recognizing, for example, a bully and maybe where that comes from and stuff opens up the humanity of that person and might allow you to create a different state within that actually can kind of break down the barriers between you two and maybe create some sort of a respect and some sort of a, a level of communication that didn't exist before. Um, and that's a pretty powerful thing. And that's the thing. This is where it gets to be spiritual. Cause like I said, there's a lot of things you can do to kind of work on your own interior life. Um, that helps you to communicate in a more, a more spiritual and more connected and deeper way with people. And consequently it causes a lot less conflict and actually sort of, you know, um, how can I say this? Almost just by your very presence, oftentimes you're a calming influence uh, in a situation without even saying anything. And so you, if you cultivate this sense of peace, you know, studying, scripture and you know reading spiritual and mythological stories and you know like i said i'm work, you know working on yourself working on your own character over time and you know really and watching your dreams and you know kind of getting in touch with your own unconscious and creating a conscious connection to your source within um you know spending spending time like i said in contemplation and meditation all these things deepen your your inner resources and they sort of change the vibrational quality of energy that you're giving off. And, you know, it's, it's, we're like a, you know, Napoleon Hill put it, so like a transmitter in a sense, he would say. And so, you know, your beliefs and your thoughts and your, your feelings about yourself and so on are transmitted, transmitted out there. You know, you don't see anything. It's not about the appearance. It's not about what you're saying. It's not about what you're doing. It's just a vibe that you send off and spiritual people, you know, there's certain individuals even who, you know, got to such a high level of attainment, spiritually speaking, that, you know, their very presence could bring enlightenment to people, you know, there's stories of Ramakrishna and obviously stories of the Buddha and stories, of course, you know, where, you know, you know, Jesus experience in his life and um, just like these, these figures were able to touch people in such a deep way that they transformed their lives from the inside out completely broke them open to a, a new way of of looking at things a new level of experience a new level of healing a new level of of consciousness um so you know on a, you know on our own kind of you know maybe smaller level but it's still the same thing you know we affect people like that at work and things like that you know or out when we're at the store you know, and so if you're a spiritual communicator and you're consciously doing that, you know, your very presence can have a positive influence on the environment around you and create, you know, more, more of that in the environment that you're in. And then that spreads out. It ripples out. Like when you throw a stone into a pond and you see those ripples form, those ripples pick up and they keep moving throughout the pond. And that's what happens with our emotions and that energy within us. You know, we pick it up, we transfer it to someone else. Then maybe they bring it home and then they share it with their kids and, you know, it spreads around that positive energy spreads around. Right. Conversely, you know, when we act shitty and we blow up at people and we don't give them a chance and we don't give them the benefit of the doubt, and we're screaming at people and we have a short fuse and this, that and the other thing. Same thing happens. That person has a bad day. Then they go home. They kick the dog. The dog bites the kid. The kid runs off. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And it's, it's, it's that same sort of a thing. So it has a very profound effect on our environment and even in our, in our, in our local environment, then even out spreads out. So, you know, if you can get the, the, so we'll talk a little bit about this, but this, um, you know, mostly I wanted to focus on, and I think you did as well, mostly is talking about sort of human level of spiritual communication. But I think that what happens is as you become more attuned to communicating with, with people in this way, and you do it from a more level, I think what happens over time, especially as you become more acutely sensitive to energy, to psychic energy, to feeling, to intuition, to people's, you know, auras, whatever you want to call it, their own sort of internal, internal energy systems and ways of being. I feel like, and I think I've seen, I've seen, well, I don't think it, I've seen this in my own life and I'm sure you have as well. And probably most of our listeners have, when you begin to open up and get better at communicating spiritually with people, you find that your inner life begins to open up and you, then you're, you know, you start to have communications on a more, esoteric level let's say you know and certainly your 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 dreams become stronger your intuitions become stronger you you may you know begin to experience somewhat of you know some you know types of psychic phenomenon and things that may occur and you know it, it but it's an outgrowth of the sort of mundane day-to-day -day communication you know I put mundane in quotes day-to-day -day communication with people that, you know, that you train yourself for those things. And I think a lot of people have an idea about spiritual communication. They think, well, you know, I'm a spiritual person. I do, you know, five hours of yoga and five hours of meditation every day. I'm doing this, that, and the other thing. But then, you know, they go out into the world and they treat people like crap. It's like you're, you're missing the, the, the big portion of it, right? So those two worlds have to interact, you know, your, your external world where you're, you know, interacting with other people and then your own kind of spiritual quest and your own spiritual, you know, life as, as well. I mean, how many people have you run into, like, for example, like even at, you know, it's at quote unquote, you know, new age bookshops or at, you know, places at sort of different kinds of spiritual centers and religious centers where they're, you know, I, you know, I talk to the spirits and I do this and I've seen that and they've had all these profound experiences. And then, you know, in their day-to-day -day life, they're sloppy, you know, they can't hold a job, they don't have any friends, you know, but they claim to have all these attainments in the esoteric world. I tend to be a bit skeptical about that. I'm not saying it's not possible. And I'm not ruling it out and I keep an open mind, but I think that sometimes uh, those people, you know, are kind of compensating in that part of their life because their material existence um, is not shored up. It's not, you know, they haven't got their own house in order in essence in their, in their material world. And, and, you know, for example, uh, Israel Regardi, who is a you know, great, a great occult figure, um, talked in almost every one of his books about, you know, for true spiritual attainment to really, you know, reach the kind of levels of, uh, you know, ritual that you want and magical attainment and so on. You know, you also have to have your sort of physical life, your physical house, your physical world in, in order.
you know, and that includes the communication with your family or friends, you know, work and so on. Right. So those, those two things are definitely interlinked, aren't they? The spiritual world and then our, you know, our sort of material conversations. Would you, would you agree with that? Well, that's how, you know, if your yeah. interior spiritual activity uh, is, is working, uh, you can see it in the evidence. It's not just what you think and believe, but you see it as evidence in your life. And, and yes, there may be disconnects. I know some brilliant sure. sculptors, artists who couldn't balance their checkbook or clean their apartment or, you know, anything, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're, and they're very creative and they're very artistic and they're very productive. And uh, at least one's pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, they're so involved in their art and, and things like that. So you can't mess, or you could take a person who's maybe a perfectionist mm-hmm. and you go in their house and you know, everything matches and everything's clean and everything is dusted. And, you know, there all the trinkets are on the shelf and, you know, wow, it's like spent a lot of time cleaning and organizing. Um, but their, their inner life might be falling apart. Sometimes we try mm-hmm. to overcompensate mm-hmm. in yeah, the yeah. realm, like it, or like, or the person you were saying, like at a new age festival that maybe their personal life is in shambles, but if they can get right with spirit or, you know, think, wow, I'm, I'm a great light worker and they may have skills. Uh, but I think on some level that there has to be some connection. <laughs> I, I think so two, too. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And, and, and actually, Probably, I mean, I'd say, you know, there should be. I don't like to put, uh, you know, demands on things. It seems um, that those two things go hand in hand, though, because the, you know, yeah, the hermetic axiom, apart. you know, yeah. as as above, so below, as within, so without. It applies to our lives, right? It's an axiom. So I think that, you know, you can kind of say, you know, 99 times out of 100, if somebody on the outside is not treating people well, and, you know, they seem haughty and arrogant, and yet they're claiming all these spiritual, uh, you know, they claim all this spiritual discipline and enlightenment and so on. There's a disconnect there in my mind. You know, there there really is. So um, I think, you know, there's that, that old saying, the proof is in the pudding. I think does apply. And that's where, you know, this, this, this inner and outer meet up. Right. Um, well, and that's the philosophic life you know, mm-hmm, is that mm-hmm. it's not just thinking about abstract ideas that you can't prove. Yeah. It's a code of conduct for your everyday living. Sure. Exactly. And that definitely shows up in your, uh, and you're, you know, I say a financial condition may not be all that great, but you still could be a great light worker or healer. That mm-hmm. may just not be a priority or something. Yeah, no, it, I, you know, exactly. but it, it doesn't mean it's in shambles either. It's actually no, no, contained and yeah. it's controlled and it's accepted no. and and it's fine. Yeah, um, that's exactly. I'm not saying you have to be rich, you know, yeah. if you're doing something. What I'm saying is there's a coherence between the, the inner and the outer really is what I'm looking at. You know, if someone's claiming spiritual, you know, enlightenment and spiritual skills that, you know, it's it tends to show up in their lives as well and how they treat other people and how, you know, how they live their life and the sort of, you know, order and kind of uh, ease at which they move through the world and, and those kinds of things, not necessarily whether or not they've got a pile of money or whether or not they're the, you know, they're the cleanest, most organized person in the world. But you know what I'm saying? Just a, co- a coherence and an integrity, a coherence yeah. and an integrity. Yeah. So, um, 
All right. So spiritual communication. So we're going to kind of wrap this up now. We'll just go back over a few of the ideas we had. So, you know, work on the inner part of yourself and see that connection to the, the unity behind all things. That's helpful. Um, Chris brought up active listening. That can be a really important tool that you can use to be a more spiritual communicator and conversationalist. Um, what are some of the other things we got into? That's some good. You know, like, uh, you know, honoring the sacred space. Honoring you know, the sacred when space. When there's a communication, this is important. Where two are gathered, I think is. Yeah. Uh, uh, I shall be there too. I think comes from uh, Christianity. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a real, it's a contract. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and maybe a sacred one at that, and and honor it, uh, even if it's just in passing or somebody at the store. You know, and you're talking about the vibration or that approach that if you approach a communication encounter or social situation with an attitude of people are all learning at their mm -hmm. own pace. Um, people may have had a hard day that I know nothing about when I communicate with them. Yeah. Um, there may be something, you know, invisible in this um, and more to it. And we're essentially connected back to the unity thing. So it's, you're vibing with that energy and it's, could be subtle it doesn't mean it's not powerful it's just not as noticeable as when you come in and you know start bringing everybody down or being yeah, really yeah. overtly blurting out negativity that can you know bring the the you know the mood of the room down yeah um, exactly but this one's a little more subtle if you have that but it's a quiet confidence that definitely resonates people mm -hmm. might not even be aware of it yeah um, but they might feel something uh, and, it, and it does count. You don't have to convince somebody, uh, but you bringing that presence to you know a conversation or a debate uh, or discussion mm -hmm. um, can uh, it makes it better for everybody. And and you'll probably pick up something that you wouldn't have otherwise if uh, if you were say you know, defending your position or argumentative or yeah. judgmental with with people. You're going to miss out too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Some great value. Yeah, and that's that's you know I think that's the that's the shame of the whole thing is that if you know you you miss out on a lot of opportunities to learn when you close yourself off uh, to listening and to to being open to talking with people as opposed to talking at them, talking at them. And I think that's a big theme of what we've been talking about today. So talk with, you know, get down in that pool together and you know splash around. You know, don't uh, stand across the across the pool and, and yell at each other, get down in there and, you know, and, uh, and experience it together. So talk with, and I think that, that pretty a point that you brought up at the beginning of the show is a, is a big one. So the talking, how did he, how did he put that again? Talking over together, talking over together. That's fantastic. Talking over together. So keep that, that spirit in mind. So am I talking over together with this person or am I talking at this person? I think that's some question you can ask yourself when you're going into that conversation. I'll honor, you know, have respect and for the person, have respect for the the God within that person, uh, even if you don't specifically uh, respect the opinion, respect the idea that they're that they're representing or whatever. Respect them, you know, and meet each other on that sort of level of respect, and have that same respect for yourself. You know, even if someone is not um, responding to what you're saying, don't don't give in or or necessarily give up or you know, not hold fast to, uh, to something that you, you know, you, you firmly 
uh, believe in, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you want to acquiesce to everything or you want it to come to some mushy middle ground between two opinions. This is really more of the attitude of going in with an open mind and trying to learn together and discuss together and, and come up with solutions together in terms of our communication. Cause we seem to be suffering from a little bit of a, a lack of communication these days in depth. You know, we see it in politics, we see it in religion, we see it in, you know, our daily lives, we see it in the media and so on. So just try to open up more, um, you know, and, and try to uh, to listen more, um, you know, have respect, find that, that internal guidance, uh, that internal unity and so on. And I think you'll find that that really helps you be a better spiritual communicator in the end. So do you want to have uh, any parting words for our listeners today? Well, I think that's just it. I think you summed it up nicely. And, you know, it's in, it's better for everybody. Yeah. You know, don't be so quick to judge what somebody said. And, and you, somebody has a right to be wrong. You know, <laughs> I might not defend so, someone's opinion or their point yeah, of view or back it sure. up with any of my support. Um, but if somebody, to my point of view, if they're wrong, uh, they have that right. They yeah. deserve the right to be wrong. So. Exactly. And that's the cornerstone of, of, you know, a free society is that ability to um, be able to still work together, even though we have differing opinions. So let's, uh, let's hang on to that and find that common unity again and try to communicate a little bit better with each other. Thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we hope you, you know, we can raise your level of communication and help you, you know, be a more spiritual communicator or, you know, understand those people around you who are not maybe not doing that. Um, in a little bit better light. So thanks again for joining us on the Cosmic Ice Show. We're here each Sunday. Uh, we're also here on Friday with uh, our Emmett Fox Friday shows. Uh, you can check us out at CosmicEye.org. And if you'd like to de- make a donation, or at anchor.fm slash Cosmic Eye. I am Jason Napolitano, and I'm the author of If You Can Worry, You Can Meditate. And Chris Sheridan is the author of The Spirit in the Sky. And together we bring you the Cosmic Eye Show each week. So check out uh, our books. Those are on Amazon. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate your input. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll be back next week. Everyone have a great week. Uh, Be safe out there. Have a great week. As, As I said before, goodbye and God bless.